Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 10. I am this month's host, Chopper. One month post, I guess one month late host, Chopper. And with me is... Brian! And Rob. <laughs> uh, we're going to probably put this one out and do another one? Or, we, or is this one going to be for for uh, May? What are we doing uh, here, people? We'll put this one out. And then we'll do one for me. Okay. So yeah. it's only going to be about a week late. It's not horrible. Yeah. Stop complaining, yeah. people. Adepticon. Yeah, they were honest right away. And, and, and C2E2 <laughs> kind of put us in a, a time schedule crunch. Yeah. Uh, and, and rather than try and force something out, we thought we'd just wait till Adepticon. Plus, we'd give us more stuff to talk to since we went to Adepticon. Truth yeah. is, we just forgot to record it. <laughs> That's not the truth because I had C two E two. I had things to talk about C two E two. So we 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 thought about maybe possibly doing it at Adepticon since we were all there, but uh, we we were just so busy. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to do what we wanted to do, let alone this. Oh wait, yeah. that makes it sound like we don't want to do this. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, so welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, so should we go ahead and, uh, get this dropship rolling? Yep. Mixing metaphors. Excellent. Rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship. And the dropship, again, since we took a month off, let's just reiterate. This is what we talk about what we've been working on and things we've been doing. Uh, so, uh, let's go backwards. Let's, uh, start with you, Rob. What, What have you been working on? We didn't take a month off. We took a week off. It's, it's only a week late. <laughs> Just being dramatic. Jeez. Feels like a month. Feels like forever. Well, it feels like so long that I think I forgot to write down what I was actually working on. I, I did write down I was working on a Jarja uh, uh, Neo Zeon prototype from Gundam Loot. And it was pretty cool. I think that was the orange one. I think that's that the orange the, one. That, is that that animal thing? or No. It was a uh, mech. A, and it was just a... Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's orange, I believe. Let me just confirm that it's orange. It is orange. Yes, I'm taking a look at the picture so I can see what it looks like. Yeah, and he was uh, he was orange. I'll give him that. Nobody's he, was a- <laughs> he this uh, came in your Gundam loot. Yeah, this is Gundam loot. Uh, I think he would have been a, a much better kit if he wasn't orange. It was a real fun build, but he uh, he's still cool. I like him. I don't know. I think it looks alright. Orange and gold? Well, he's, yeah, he's like more, I guess he's more of a, a, uh, not, not orange orange. He's more of the, the reddish orange. The, uh, the, the, the one after that, which I forgot about, was the Beam Master. Now he is orange. This, uh, the, uh, Jarjo was a little bit more reddish orange. You look up the Beam, G, GM, uh, 3 Beam Master. This guy is orange. And he, uh, I like him a lot. I love the kit. Yeah, it's the color. Oh, yeah. if, he, if he was in black, or I, I actually thought about actually painting him because I love GMs and this is a a really nice one. But it's the color that's really throws me off. He's got like shoulder mounted uh, uh, missiles and and a big oh, hey. sh- shield and a chain gun. It's a, like a sniper <laughs> rifle with a chain gun on top. And he's got I think he's got two swords too. Like you could equip him with two swords. Like not even like beam light. I think they're actually like sword swords. They're pretty cool. But I like him a lot. But yeah, it was the color is a little off. But I do love my GMs. I think I'm going to try to collect them all. <laughs> <If that's... laughs> like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. All the gyms. Yep, just get all of them. And... Give me mine. Got Yeah, I love those guys. <laughs> so that's, uh, I think that's all I've been working on. We, I had to catch up for Adepticon to do all the mech zone, but we'll talk about that probably in Comstar. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't think I was working on anything else. So there you go. What are you doing then, Brian? Brian, please tell us you've been working on something. Okay, so I'm pretty sure March was kind of a crazy month, so I apologize if I mentioned this earlier. So I've I've been talking about how I got this like fantasy mech that I've been putting together from various different uh, mechs and, and pieces and parts. Um, I've got the majority of my the the Wraith Knight 
the Eldar Wraith Knight body and legs together to to form my main frame. And uh, then uh, I have a question. Yeah. What's 40k? I didn't mention 40k at all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I said Eldar. <laughs> so you must know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the um, so so I, I didn't want it to just be like an Eldar re theme and retool kind of thing. So I I went and ordered a, a <coughs> some Gundam pieces to kind of help flesh it out. Something with a little bit more of a unique uh, look to it. And I just so happened to order a, a, uh, Exia. I decided to go with Exia for the, the helmets and potentially arms. I'm going to see how those work out and probably the sword. And, uh, and when I, when it arrived, it turns out I'd ordered a real grade. Oh, nice. And, uh, those and it was, best. and it was too small <laughs> for, oh, for the design I was going game. for. So, uh, so I now have a real ga- grade kit. Then I've put the helmet together mm-hmm. on, and um, and then I, I I've ordered a um, not a master grade but the other like one one hundredth uh, no grade scale, mm. so it's kind of the the cheaper uh, version because I think that should give me the right proportions to the body. Like I mean, this thing was just like a little tiny yeah dot on top of that torso, so um, hoping that that turns out a little bit better. Otherwise, I might have to, to figure something else out. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of a, a piece that's been coming along. Um, otherwise, uh, Adepticon Prep took a lot of my uh, extracurricular modeling time, but uh, I will eventually break out more of more of my my gear, my my mechs that I've been accumulating. I've got like six kits now. That are all still in the box, so. Just six? Just six, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's, that's just, like, Gundam stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I remember when the last time I had just six kits laying around. <laughs> yeah, but you're a hoarder. You have ridiculous amounts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that, that about wraps up, uh, what I've been working on mostly. How about you, Pat? Uh, well, you know, it was a busy month for me in March, so I didn't get too much stuff done. Uh, mo- mostly in the month of March, I was, uh, working on, uh, my calf force still, just trying to finish up my rack. Uh, pretty much almost done with the tanks, and then on to the mechs. I got the infantry tanks, and then once the mechs are done, I should have 5,000 points all ready to go. Oh, nice. So, uh, looking forward to really knocking that out, though. I've been kind of, Dabbling at it in between projects, but now that Adepticon's over and I got a couple months before Adepticon, and Adepticon's not a huge Gen Con, Gen Con is not a huge mention one, so I won't be doing too much painting for that one. I, I think I'll be able to get a little more done. I might even actually be able to bust out a one of my many new model kits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and while not directly mech related, uh, I have been working on a. Viper launch bay diorama. I've been 3D printing Ooh. all the parts I need. Uh, and it's, it's built for the, what scale? I think it's the 144th scale Viper that Monogram and Mobius have put out. So, um, very it's gonna nice. look good. I'm very excited. That's a piece of my childhood that I love. And, uh, I really want to do it right. So, and Rob was there when I went and bought some brass pipes to. Mm-hmm. I also made you buy Great Mazinger. At the same time, kit. So. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a Comstar thing, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably. Yeah, what we bought. Yeah, I guess so. We can we can throw that in the, in the uh, Comstar. So, uh, so not too much. So, uh, like you said, month uh, April, month of March was a, was a bit uh, was a bit busy for all of us. So we didn't get too much done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a good week of it was Adepticon. So. Yeah, so we really lost a week worth of uh, hobby time mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. being at a convention. So, I mean, worse things are worse, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can't complain too much. So, how about uh, we just go on then to Comstar then, because I feel like we have a lot to talk about there. Yeah, for oh, sure, yeah. we'll have a lot more there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Message from Comstar. All right, welcome back. We are now at Comstar. We're going to talk about what we've been doing. So, uh, 
Brian went first, so why don't you go first now, Rob? No, I went first, Lester. Did you? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, you're up. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so uh, the, a lot of things, as you can imagine. Um, I've been reading through the, the Alita Battle Angel manga, which is proven to be pretty spectacular. Um, so uh, that's, it's, again, kind of a cyberpunk uh, uh, series that recently had a movie come out, if you've been living under a rock. Um but uh, it's it's really fun. Uh, there's a lot of crazy giant robots and and uh, cyborgs and stuff in that. Uh, some other things that have been going on. I I picked up a copy of that uh, that Robotech um, board game that uh, Pat had found. Uh, that one that's that reminds me a lot of the Battlestar Galactica board game. Um, Which one is so that one? It's the, uh, is, what is it called? The Defense of the SDF-1 or yeah, something like that? Attack on SDF-1. Oh, yeah, yeah. Attack, attack of SDF-1. Yeah, so I got my, my hands on a copy of that. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited to get around to playing it at some point. I need to gather some folks to do that. Um, Where did you get it? Did you buy it online or? Yeah, I, I got that one online. Uh, it was going, uh, for a pretty good deal. Or wait, did I, I might have got that in one. Actually, at my local store, I picked that up. That's right. Nice. I saw the picture that they had it online. That's what it was. Mm. Shout out! I got that. Shout out to Evo. Uh, This one was uh, Summit Comics and Games, actually. Shout out to Summit Comic Games. Yep, (laughs) in in the Lansing area of Michigan. Uh, We got a lot of great comic shops. Did you get your Uh, SD one put together? Not yet. I I remember what you guys had said about the the cardboard kind of. Yeah. Being flaky, so I haven't haven't quite done that just yet. Yeah, just um, leave, it, leave it together when you're done. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I gotta find a spot to set it up here. Yeah, when I was at uh, uh, Pat's uh, for Depticon there, we we stopped by his treasure hoard in his basement, and the SDF one was sitting on the on the one of the boxes there. I had to check it out. It's it's impressive in in like mm-hmm. person. It's so big and pretty pretty nice there. It's it's not a you know like a model or anything, but it's for cardboard. Mm. It's really cool. It's it's really neat to see like new things coming out for that license. Um, I know I know it's it's kind of had a shaky ba- past the, a couple of years back, um, but I, I'm glad like newer new things that can really uh, bring people into the the franchise are, are coming out. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Good but, stuff, at least. Well, and then mm-hmm. there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff too. I think I think uh, Harmony Gold's new uh, new method is just shotgun everything. Everybody make everything for it, and some of it's <laughs> going to be great, and some of it's going to be like motorized minmays who roll around on a table. Or, yeah, it's going to be. I'm sure it'll be a mixed bag. <laughs> or or three, minmay three D or uh, a, a Blu-ray speaker, sorry, blue uh, tooth speaker that sings along with the music you play through it. Like there's a lot of weird stuff too, but there's also <laughs> a lot of great stuff. So I think. Like, a lot of people complain about uh, Harmony Gold, but at least this way, it's going to be so much that, sure, they're flooding the market, but you only have to buy what you want to buy, so pick, mm-hmm. the, pick the best stuff and buy the best stuff. Yeah. And the, and the games so far, the card, there's those card games, I think it's by the same people as the Attack on SD if you want, and uh, there's, a, like, a couple card games coming out, and this that game, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff, com- games coming out, so that'd be fun. So Yeah, exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, similarly, on a, on a macros front, I suppose I could have mentioned it in the last section, but um, I, I play this uh, game called Dreadball, uh, which has, uh, you know, it's a sci-fi version of, like, Rollerball meets lacrosse. Uh, it, it's it's a blast in itself, but uh, I you can get these characters called cheerleaders, and I decided to start painting mine up a la the macros uh uh, sinning idols uh, from Macross <laughs> Delta, uh, and so I, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I've I've started mapping out all of the other uh, characters that I want to do in that in that style. Uh, I think it's it's a lot of fun. You should get uh, like the uh, was it the tr- what's the um, the enforcer not the enforcer team but you know I guess it is an enforcer team right one of the early ones. They just look like generic guys. You should paint them all up like the uh, all the different squadrons like Skull Squadron and oh yeah. Oh yeah, that, that would be fun to, to theme them yeah. uh, in that big scene. Yeah, that, that's it, it's it's very fitting for a Macross setting. Uh, I, I've got my 
there's a team called the Kalishi who are kind of these the, the Dreadball team is like a bunch of Amazon alien warrior women kind of thing. And I've I've basically kind of painted up them up to be my Meltlandy team. Uh and so and and so my my grand scheme is to even like make this display board that's just like the the base of an aircraft carrier uh with with uh you know one of my uh, transforming uh VF1s to to sit in the background and I it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, our, our friend uh, Jeff Burbage, he's he was talking about he planned to do it for this Adepticon, but he just ran out of time. He's going to do a uh, custom Dreadball board, which is the uh, hangar bay, because the game originated in the hangar bays of these militaries in space. So it's going to be a hangar bay with a, uh, uh, a aircraft on one side and and be able to place the mat in the middle. And so it, you could easily do one like that and theme it towards uh, Macross. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Because the one one hundred uh, scale, uh, the the ones from like Toonami, they they're pretty close. They're I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't think they're too much off of uh, of like if you put them in the background, they'd look like they're a little bit farther away because they're a bit smaller, I guess technically. But yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty close when you got like a twenty eight millimeter yeah. um, miniature person uh, up against like a one one hundred uh, or or even pretty close to like the. Um, I, I've got a picture. I think I posted it of like the the models that I painted uh, against uh, some of the action figures I have of uh, VF1 and mm. uh, and a Quaidlum Rao. Um, but uh, yeah, they they fit pretty well into that scale, so it should be fun. Um, I, I I imagine we'll kind of have a huge section on uh, Adepticon itself. Yeah. Uh, so so before before I dive into that um i want to say one a shout out to a show that uh, a couple of us watched on netflix is the love death and robots yep uh um, i haven't watched that yet you haven't watched it yet okay so we we won't you know we won't go on to, into spoilers uh, it, it's a series that's a bunch of vignettes uh you know individual uh little stories that are all animated uh, some by the same studio. Some are like CG, 3D. Some are uh, 2D animated. Um, they're all pretty interesting. And and some are very adult too. So you have to be careful. Yes, yes. This is not for kids. Well, the one, this, the one, the one with the mechs. Is, I I think that's for kids. There's nothing that, in that that's. Uh... So there's this great one called Suits, which yeah. has a whole bunch of mecha in it. Uh, Far- farmers and Mecca. Yeah. So if if uh, if you like that kind of premise, uh, you'll enjoy it. So it's um the show itself is kind of a mixed bag. There's some really really cool episodes, and then there's some uh, like oh that was that was enjoyable episodes, and then there's some like eh. Yeah. Um, but all of them were were very like uh, from from an like artistic standpoint, they were all pretty. Unique and interesting. Well, that's why I found some of them a little bit too artistic. They were trying, to, you know, they're <laughs> trying to be weird and different. And it's like, well, tell a good story first, and then then add on the weirdness to it. Yeah. But uh, that mech, that suits one is really good and really fun. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think anybody can watch it because the only the only real violence in it is against aliens. Like, there's some death, but not crazy. You're not seeing anybody get stomped or anything. Like some of them, you literally see people's getting their heads crushed and stuff. Like, there's some. Really extreme stuff in some of them, but that suits one. I think it's episode what six or something like that. Five. Well, somewhere. it's it's kind of different because uh, apparently Netflix like randomizes the order of the episodes. Oh, do they? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, definitely check it out. Um, like like we said, there are some episodes that are more mature than others, uh, airing on most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just uh, just keeping that in mind. Um, but otherwise, apart from Adepticon stuff, that pretty much covers uh, a lot of what I've had going on. How about uh, how about you, Rob? Uh, I've I've uh, had a bunch of stuff going on. I I was saying uh, Mechzone 3.0. Me and my friend Jack from Deads on the Podcast, we uh, redesigned, modified, updated De- uh, Mechzone to the Dead Zone 2 rules and uh, made it more of an arena fight. With uh, with very unique mechs, we built all our mechs. Some of them have uh, tentacles. Some have uh, of large swords or spears or flails for arms. But uh, we we modified up all the uh, the um, 
Dead Zone Striders and Iron Ancestors we had that uh, Mantic provided us, we were able to mod those up and put them in the game. We have eight mechs currently, but hopefully next year we'll get uh, some stunt bots. Pat will have to hit you up for some stunt bots to throw in there. We've got an expansion. <laughs> those but, things look so cool in person, guys. You, you, <laughs> if you if you missed out on it, it's a real shame because they were so cool. Yeah, I'll post some pictures in the uh, in the uh, Facebook group, and we'll also have a link to the print and play rules. You don't need to use uh, the dead zone stuff. All you need really is a gridded eight by eight mat and. Any kind of mechs you can use, you can just modify it up to uh, use them. Really, the grid is what's really important. That's the best thing about Dead Zone, anyways. The grid, so mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, play Keeps Dead Zone. Nice and simple. So it's yeah, a real sim- simple version of Dead Zone. Mech Zone is, but uh, yeah, it's good. So that'll be up. I'll post that up so everybody can print that and play that. Hopefully, it'll be a nice uh, beer and pretzels kind of. Uh, you get some mechs and fight each other on a grid kind of thing. So yeah. And uh, hopefully Mantic puts it out as a game. I've been trying to uh, persuade <laughs> Pat to put some uh, people out there. We want this uh, to be a real game. Everybody does box sets now. They have to. You have to repurpose your items and put them out and pretend they're all new. That's that's the way that miniature companies do it nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> other than that, I came home from Adepticon and found that I had a bunch of uh, BattleTech books that I bought on eBay came in, like a lot of nice old ones, which was nice. I also picked up uh, the some of Catalyst books. They they were there at Adepticon, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I was able to pick up a couple of the technical readouts and the uh, rule set. And then I went to Pat's uh, game store we always go to. What's the name of that game store? Games Plus. Games Plus in Chicago. Well, what's it technically in? It's not Chicago. It's in, uh, oh, Christ. Mount Prospect. There you go. <laughs> And it's, uh, I got, uh, Alpha Strike and it's Companion, which you can't find anywhere. We got it for, for cover price. Both me and Pat picked that up. So, might get some Alpha nice. Strike in. And, uh, our, our friend Brian Wade was also really nice. The other Brian, as we like to call him, was really nice. He <laughs> gave, uh, both me and Pat also, uh, maps, map sets. So that were out of print map sets. So we got lots of extra mats too. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, we never, I never, I never picked up the uh, neoprene mat. They were selling neoprene mats for BattleTech. I was like, well, I got a lot of maps. I don't think I. Yeah, need I don't ones. think I need another. I got a lot of <laughs> laying around that my basement. I don't need any more yeah. neoprene, especially for a game uh, that I'll play intermittently. Yeah, and it, it's hex based, so it's not even like you could use it for other things. It's it's definitely going to have the hexes on it and the numbers like they do for except, you. Yeah, except Dreadball. <laughs> that's true. You, you probably could use it. it for dreadball. That's true. That's I think you can use them in ogre too. Ogre's hexes, yeah. But ogre yeah. needs more space than that, I would think. It's true. Ogre needs a lot. I, I saw your ogre box sitting on the floor. It is what four foot long by <laughs> two foot wide at least. That thing I'd is say huge. I think it's it's two and a half by two. Oh, that thing is gigantic. I was like, dear God, you could use that as a coffee table. <laughs> it's true. You put some legs on it. Uh, what and else? It'll walk away. Yeah, Ogre. It's a classic game. Uh, and also got a uh, knockoff Devastator, which I love. He's my new favorite thing. He looks like an anime version of Devastator. He's a little bit more lanky, and he, I love that guy. So I got him from AliExpress, good old China. You can buy anything there. And I love my <laughs> Devastator. I'm never going to take him apart. He's in He's in Devastator mode all the time now. I also picked up tons of extra Transformers, but we won't talk about that. There's just too many. <laughs> There's a lot of Transformers. I think I'm actually done collecting Transformers. I, I've, I've filled up two shelves now. I think I'm done. There was that uh, Transformers comics <coughs> thing on Humble Bundle. Yeah, yeah, we bought that. It might be still available now if you go on hum- Humble Bundle when you first hear this. It might be still available. If not, you can always just go on Comixology. It's pretty cheap to get these anyways. But we, mm. it was the almost, I'd say, ninety percent of the Transformers I, IDW comics. Yeah. So nice. So yeah, we might be doing something with that, right, Pat? Yeah, I mean, I, re- I read through one already. Oh, have you? I haven't <laughs> even started yet. I got too many yeah, other read, comics to read. I started with the Origins, so I started with Megatron Origins. So. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, I think that covers everything. Uh, still playing BattleTech. I'm playing XCOM two more. There's some sort of mechs in that game, so that counts. Mm, that's I, a fun one. I got the uh, expansion. It was on uh, the uh, War of the Chosen, I think it's called. It was on sale, so I finally mm, got that. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. 
books. I've been uh, still reading all through the Battletech books, and I think some of that <laughs> might come up in the Mech Hanger. So, there you go. Pat, what do you got? Well, let's see. Well, <laughs> we talked about the Humble Bumbles. I picked up some of that, read the Megatron Orange book. I thought it was, I liked it, actually. Uh, the actual graphics of the, of the pictures themselves were a little bit hard to follow. So it's like uh, the Michael, Michael Bay movies? Almost. <laughs> I mean, it's like I couldn't tell that in the beginning that was supposed to be Megatron. It took me a while to figure yeah. it out, just the way he looked. I mean, I'm not saying he's supposed to be looking like he looks now, because... It's a, know, yeah, it's a they evolved Cybertron or whatever. But just the way it was drawn was very... Not horrible, but it was in a weird that I couldn't see... Especially when they were fighting, I couldn't see what action was going on. Yeah, that's that's annoying. Especially in a comic where you can actually look at it. I understand a movie where it's in full speed. You're like, okay, I can't really understand what's going on. But a comic, there's no excuse not to have a well laid out panel of people fighting. Yeah, so it was it was it was not since it was a little hard to figure out, uh, or if there was no dialogue, trying to figure out what was going on in the panel. Mm. So that sounds like an art issue for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but the story itself was good. It like. Uh, reading about how Megatron becomes Megatron. Uh, I assume it's because he, he's just born that way. No. Do you want me to spoil it for you? No, because I'm going to read it. Alright. I'm actually just opened up the comic to see the art. I want to see I want to see this art. They they drank his milkshake. Yeah. That's what they, it was. I spoiled it all. Ooh, I have not read these <laughs> comics. <laughs> they gave him chocolate instead of vanilla. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's, it looks actually the art is really nice, but I can see it is it. nice, but it's there's yeah. confusing panels in there where like I don't know understand what's going on in this panel. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And who's who? Like I, I can see how you're having a hard time. A lot yeah, of books like I don't similar. know who's who in the fight. Like you know, I may have gotten to a spoiler, but is that a Gobot? No. Well, it looks like Psykill, the Gobot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's I think it's one of the uh, Recons or whatever. There. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, so I got the Humble Bumble uh, Adepticon Hall. Let's see. I picked up Giga Robo. Yes, Giga Robo. Spent a little money on that. Uh, that looks like a fun game. It's a mixture of miniatures and cards. Uh, one of the cool things about it I read is that you can chain your attacks. So you can make a combo attack like a like a V game in that sense. Uh, but you're, you know, your opponent can counter it and things like that. So... Uh, yeah, I, I uh, heard them talking about a guy gave us the sales pitch on it. Like, their your your mech has different stats and your pilots have different stats. Yeah, so and the the two boards interconnect, so you can so basically you can mix and match. So you can put a pilot in a different mech, and then next time you play, you can take the same pilot, put him in a different mech, and you'd be playing a totally different game. Uh, because each pilot has their own set of cards, and each mech, each robot has. Uh, when their own sets of cards, so um, That's I'll be doing. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, I'll be able to do a, a video and unboxing and put that on the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. The Mexican look uh, very like super robot, more like like classic. Some of them, I guess, yeah. the expansions. There's some of them look more Gundam almost, but the the early mm-hmm. ones look yeah, Mazinger and those kind of gigantic like Power looking. Rangers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're good sculpts. They're, but that being said, they're still very, they're still very good sculpts. Yeah, they're more the classic yeah. anime. Yeah. Uh, they look really cool. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to painting them. Where Monster Apocalypse from, uh, who's that from Privateer Press? That reminds me a lot more Pacific Rim. That's more of the, mm. more realistic kind of robots going on. Yeah. Cause that, I think that would be the game you'd compare it to most, right? Like, that came out. GKR, I guess, but GKR is different scale, I think. Yeah, the Weather Workshop has got their own little niche for that, and the robots are very unique and stuff like that, so. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, did I pick anything up that was more mech related at Gen- Adepticon? Other than Giga Robo? No, I don't think so. It wasn't like uh, Gen Con, where there's a lot more things. We we You went crazy yeah. for mechs at uh, Gen Con last year, and I think this year it's going to be for me. I'm, I'm probably going to pick up that uh, attack on SDF-1. And yeah, and I saw that. Uh, we saw that expansion for GKR. Probably mm-hmm. picked that up at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, if I can find room in my bag, which I'll, I'll have to bring clothes that I can throw out, I would try to get, <laughs> I'd try to get GKR, but it's so big, that box. Well, you'd have to just take it out of the box and transport it without yeah, the box. That box is so nice. Yeah. The, yeah. the quality of the Weto stuff is just 
So, like, they, they are graphic designers. You can tell they're artists. They, well, what we could do cool. is we can give the box to Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to... We could start, we could start trailing it, car trailing it to Michigan yeah. and to... Yeah, drop it off. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a whole thing. It's like an underground railroad of, uh, mech parts. <laughs> It's sad. Uh, so what else did I pick up? Uh, we pick up the Alphashape book that uh, we were able to Games Plus. Uh, I haven't read it yet. Have you read through it yet? No. I haven't, I haven't done anything yet. I've been working nonstop. Uh, so I picked up a, a, a Mazinger, Mazinger Z model from Bandai. It's a, it's a high grade. I mean, so it's okay. I mean, I like high grade, but I prefer a real grade, but... Uh, was it the Great Mazinger or the Amazing? No, it was you got the, the Mazinger Z. Because yeah, they had both of them there. They, that's the thing. There's just different, pretty much different heads. I think that's the only difference. Yeah. And a version of different comics. So, uh, yeah. uh, what else did we do? We went to Mitsua, a Japanese market. And, yeah. Uh, supposed to take Rob and, or Brian, but he didn't go. Yeah, uh, I, I was kind of bummed that I missed out on going to that. You, but, you, you would have died. There was literally like, it, <laughs> at, at points I'm like, Brian couldn't be here. It's too much for him. <laughs> it's a wall of manga and anime plus, you know, aisles of Gundams inside a, a bookstore. Yeah, more than a wall because it actually went into the aisles a bit too of the of the manga. Yeah. Mm. And then the kits, yeah, were a whole, pretty much a whole row and like everything. And then there was a whole other store that was just, uh, uh, subbed, uh, anime. Oh, yeah. The, DVDs. The videos, yeah. yeah, direct from Japan pretty much looked like. Oh, wow. Yeah, whatever video you need, you can get. Like, they had a bunch of Mazinger English subbed no uh, episodes that I'm, I'm thinking actually about picking up because I do enjoy Mazinger Z. Yeah, um, it was, it was like chock full of everything. Like, it wasn't just, uh, it was all, I think it was all anime, but it was all like, not just. No, like, no. There were some, there were some, uh, dramas. It was shows, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Live action. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, lots of different stuff, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, and we had a good lunch. We had a nice uh, Japanese lunch there, so it was, yep. it's a it's yeah. a really good place. If you're once again you're in Chicago area, what's it called again? Mitsua, yeah, it's an actual supermarket, Japanese supermarket, and then inside the supermarket building, there are other little stores like the the bookstore where we went and saw the Gundams, and then we stopped and got some mochi. <laughs> ice cream mochi at the mochi oh, yeah. place and then there's a food court where we ate lunch and then there's the video store uh, yeah and it was yeah amongst other things nice. but the things we're interested in that was that was <laughs> that bookstore though is, is full of look it had all the like uh capsule things and and tons of oh stuff. man i'll have to check this place out it's it's like going to japan without going to japan because and and obviously it was that you go in there and it's just all Japanese people buying their food like it's like a grocery store that they get. Uh-huh. The, what, what was the, tell the tell the uh, the squid story? <laughs> oh, you mean the, the the octopus tentacle? Yeah. So when I first started dating my wife, we went there, and I went I went there to get something. Uh, I forget what it was, but then she was. We were walking through the meat section and it's just like any other meat section you have in a grocery store, you know, you got your steaks and everything, but what they have in, you know, and it's not so weird to me because I grew up with this stuff <laughs> was a giant tentacle look like about, about the size of a pork loin roast. And it was about <laughs> maybe six, seven inches long of an octopus tentacle just cut up, wrapped up like a piece of steak. And my wife just like was fascinated by it. She was like, is that real? <laughs> they sell it like that. If you don't know, my wife's from Utah, and she's white. And when she was just... Not that that makes any difference. Yeah. She just was poking at it. I'm like, will you quit poking the tent? There's something I might want to buy it. And she's taking pictures. I can't believe they sell that stuff here like this. Well, where else are you going to get octopus tentacles? So it's just a funny thing. So every time we drive by Mitsu, I go... I always ask her, uh, do you want to stop at Mitsu and poke the tentacles? <laughs> That's not a euphemism. No. That's yeah. a little. Uh, <laughs> what else did I get? I think that's it. Yeah, you didn't have time. You were stuck in the booth at Adepticon. I was stuck in the booth, yeah, so I didn't get yeah. to see Mike Zone at all. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think the big the big mech buy for me was Giga Robo. Yeah, like I said, other, well, there was the, the Catalyst Games was there, which is nice. They That was the first time mm-hmm. I don't oh, yeah, yeah. ever that they were at Adepticon. Yeah, ba- Battletech was, was yeah. there in a big yeah. way. 
And it, they had all the box sets, and they were selling those out pretty quick. They went through a they, lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Their booth was pretty empty by the end yeah. of that show. Yeah, I did not buy any Battletech stuff, though, because I already have most of yeah. it. But uh... Yeah. Yeah, like I say, I got a few of the uh, technical readouts I didn't have. And, uh, yeah, they were selling those mats. Where I think they're, they're, I don't know if they're con exclusives, but they, they went fast, those neoprene mats. I think they had, like... I don't know how much each day, but each day they got more, and each day they sold out, so it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, other than that, they had Monster Apocalypse there, Privateer Press, not even that big of, they had, they were showing off the painted minis, but not even that big of a booth or anything for that. Yeah, I don't even think they were demoing the game. No, they were demoing some other game that I didn't even recognize. And, um, yeah, then it was the other guys uh, for uh, Giga Robo, and they were demoing it there and showing off, and it comes with, like, well, you'll see in the unboxing when Pat eventually does it, but yeah, you'll get you'll get four robots, four pilots, and buildings, and yeah, nice board. So that was the other than that. I don't I don't think well, other than obviously in 40k, you get a lot of the uh, knights and stuff, the big guys. But mech related, I don't know if there was much more. Uh, BattleTech was playing a like, I never saw it, but I saw pictures of it. They were playing a a uh, large scale game like they did. At Gen oh Con. yeah, and then there was that bubble suit. Uh... Oh yeah, we'll suit skirmish. skirmish. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that too. Yeah, they they had a, a did they have a, a like a full game going on? I know it was out in the kind of demo area. <laughs> I think yeah, he was demoing it for you. I had Rob look at it because I was I didn't have <laughs> time you were to stuck. sit around. Yeah, and they were using the the, uh, the like master grade or, or like the normal grade high grade uh, kits as the yeah, models. Yeah, I think they were high grade kits. And they. Yeah, they were showing them out, and I guess they, yeah, they had a rule system. It was, uh, you, you, you took a picture of the actual rule system, didn't you, uh, Brian? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the Mobile Suit Skirmish is kind of its name. Uh, it's created by Liam Thomas. Um, and, uh, I, I tracked it down online. I can, I can post the, I forget if I already posted the link, but I if I did, did, I yeah. can, um, yeah, I took local? a, you think it's local to the area, Chicago? Um, I'm not sure. Could be. Yeah, it's hard to uh, tell. With the Depticon, people travel from all others, all over, yeah. so you never know. But yeah, it looked interesting. It was uh, there was a lot of those kind of games out, so I'm not. I never got to really get into it enough to know, you know, how in depth it is. But yeah, I, I, I saw it when there was kind of a, a nice crowd of people around, and so like they they had I think it was like uh, the, some ground type uh, Federation suits versus looks like. I saw a bunch of Zakus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... I forget which kind. There, there's so many suits in Gundam. Um, but yeah, it was just like a like a four-on-four four kind of skirmish game in, in like a wooded section. Uh looked looked really cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to be tracking it down, and, and when I do get my Gundams put together, I'm going to be playing some with some friends here. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, anything else for Comstar? We talked about Megatron. Well, then oh, yeah. Mech well. Zone went really oh, well. I started, I started watching. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is mech related, but I started watching the new Ultraman on Netflix. Wow. Oh, nice! You've been waiting for that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little take. I mean, just the synopsis is that the original Ultraman gets separated from the being a light that makes him Ultraman. But in doing so, it left him with some special powers, like super strength and all this stuff, and good oh, healing cool. ability. Uh, so then he has a kid, and the kid gets those powers. Dun, da, da, da. Yep, and he becomes the new Ultraman. But he doesn't transform with the, you know, because he's not merged with the alien. He doesn't get big. He doesn't get big, but he's in. But they give him us like a power suit that that makes him Ultraman. So does all the cool stuff. So. That's kind of neat. He's, yeah, he's more power suit mech related now than he was than in the original yeah. Ultraman. So. Interesting. Uh, it's got that weird animation though. I'm not sure how I feel about the animation. Mm. It's, uh, it's that newer kind of animation. I don't know if it's like the Genlock. Like the Dragon Prince and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, it looks like they've done. It's like CG but 3D. Yes, that's exact. That's the easier way of saying it. I was going to say it's almost like an updated version of the old Lord of the Rings where you animate a live character. Yeah, just, mm, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's a C- uh, yeah, you're right. It's, C- it's CG and it has 3D elements, but it's still flat, so it's almost cell shaded. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still on the fence about the animation, but the storyline so far is pretty good. They're just 30 minute episodes. Uh, the suit looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Maybe by the end he'll grow big. Maybe. <laughs> so. Uh, so so much of my viewing is taken up right now by Critical Role. I've been trying to catch up from uh, it's a series errand. one. <laughs> yeah. It it kind of is. It's yeah. I gave up trying. I just was like, you know, I can't watch four hours of uh, of people playing D and D every week. I cannot well, keep up with this. Well, well, that that I can do because I play like an additional six hours of that every week. But uh, it, it's just that it takes up all of my extra media time. So I haven't been watching really any new shows. That like the Love, Death, and Robots thing was was brand new, and I wanted to check it out. But like everything else, I'm so far behind on. I haven't watched any of Genlock yet. Yeah. Check out, good. Check check out Ultraman if you can. Okay. Alright, so shall we move on into the mech bay? Sure. Alright. Now entering the mech bay hangar. Alright, welcome to the mech bay. Today's topic is uh, Will Mechs replace tanks? Um hmm. what do you think, Rob? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's a long, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wish, but, uh, I actually had some pros and cons. I actually it went through this, uh, <laughs> the thing I really think that it won't, that the anime got wrong or in, and, or games and eighties properties is that, uh, they never saw the, the world of drones coming. I don't uh, think I don't yeah. think if oh, there is going that's a good point. If there is mechs, I don't think they'll be re- they'll be remotely piloted. I don't think they'll actually have people in them. And well, or or it'll be like Genlock where you can actually put your consciousness into them somehow. But I don't I don't Yeah, like it's not I don't think it's uh you're going to have piloted mechs just because it, it, there's no real reason to. Uh although I think we've always said this, it's a, if one superpower puts uh, puts some mechs on the field, Everybody has to start doing that because it's just going to be like an arms race. <laughs> yeah. So we're hoping Rush is crazy enough just to make some mechs and throw them out there that uh, everybody else will be like, oh, we got to do that now too. Yeah. But, and also Boston Dynamics with their crazy robots have shown that, uh, you could do, uh, gyro synchronization and stuff so that you can have human sized robots that, that won't fall over and, and are able to walk mm-hmm. over rough terrain. And that's always what everybody complained about with mechs forever was that well why would you ever have one if you 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 know get any rough terrain they can't get over it but it's like we can do that it's and it's all about scale then it doesn't matter yeah. how a robot's a robot it doesn't matter how big it is so well, one of the that. biggest arguments against mechs being able to take over or we'll call it a disadvantage is that mechs can't write themselves uh, but those but robots show, can yeah yes but they, they show can do that it. you can yeah, they can do it a lot better than a tank can. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that too. Until <laughs> you flip a tank over, good luck. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, <clears throat> for Mexo, I think construction is the place—not so much war, but cons- mm. like construction, where you have a giant humanoid-shaped lifter being able to lift things in a place and hold it like you would a human. I think that's a lot more sensible. Where, yeah, it's like an engineering function. That, yeah, as as opposed to a warfare version, because. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you think of a crane, how how clumsy that is to try to get a crane to do it. You get a giant mech able to lift something up and hold it in place like you would if you were that scale. Like, that's that's something that I can see really working. And they are working on, uh, uh like, suits and stuff that'll, like, upgrade. Like, you can, your movements get worked out into, uh, like, Waldo suits, like in uh, uh, Aliens. They're, like, yes. that's real now. Like, they could, they do that with, with, uh... Not as a whole suit, like a like a walking suit, but they do it for like operating machinery by using your hands, and all of a sudden the, the thing will be gripping like nuclear stuff or dangerous sure. things you don't want people touching. But the cons of it all, the things that I think will set it back, <laughs> is that uh, battleships, tanks, large weapons of war are being phased out currently in a, the way we wage war. It's all yeah. about mobile infantry, cheap. Small, less, uh, smaller targets, uh, more effective and, and, uh, more useful in many situations. So I think mechs are a bit of a one trick pony where 
where the, where the U.S. government working on right now is is powered armor infantry. So you get more like Iron Man, maybe not flying Iron Man, but like more more uh, what's that? Uh, Starship Troopers. Uh, or uh, yeah, Die. Rip, what is it? Uh, the Tom Cruise one. What's that? Day after tomorrow. Oh, no, uh, edge, of to- edge of tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, when I say Starship Troopers, the, I mean the, the book. Starship yeah, yeah, the re- the real yeah, Starship yeah. Troopers. Yeah, yeah. Which so, is pretty much what those jackets were. Yeah. So I see that that's much more more likely. Like I say, it just takes Russia though going crazy and building a mech. That uh, we just need some crazy like um, uh, totalitarian regime somewhere. I, I guess in like Zimbabwe or someone they're doing the weird mechs there. But we need like a real one that uh, all of a sudden you have those walking and uh, being terror items that could change the oh. world, but. Yeah, I guess my argument is I don't think they'll replace tanks. Just like you said, there's mm. way too many cons and pros. I mean, one of the pros would be, you know, a giant robot walking. That's terror right there. You know, yeah. you're you're breaking morale with that thing. Uh, but one of my biggest thing about why at this point, at this point in our lives, uh, I just the energy amount to power a mech. Yeah, that's always that's always the issue with anything. Just yeah. the energy. Yeah. Whether it's gas, nuclear power, you know, I mean, then if you were using nuclear power, then you have to worry about that thing exploding and, and you know, you're not really going to, I mean, nuclear subs are. Well, they're not part of them is that they're hidden. Yeah. yeah. They're not getting <laughs> they're a hand to hand combat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not going head to head unless mm-hmm. it's another sub. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a great, I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, they're there to replace anything that we have now. Not with the energy requirements. I think they would be just way too expensive to repair. Well, yeah, that's always an issue. Yeah. But it's, they say that once we get, what's it, uh, fission down, that kind of stuff, you can make it really small. And it's, it's yeah. a lot less likely to, ex- ex- to explode. Like, exactly. But at this point. No, right. Currently, I think you're right. It's, it's kind a of large amount of the energy um, that requirements need for a mech is, it doesn't make them feasible. Yeah, it's the same so, reason we don't get rail guns and things like that. It's just caught way too much energy. Yeah. I, I could see it. Um, so, so, like, I, I always like to go back to Macross when, when I think of, like, okay, a show that had a justifiable good reason to have giant mecha. <laughs> yeah. Is you're being invaded by giants. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Zentrum. Like, that, that'll always kind of be a great cornerstone. I, I'm kind of with you on like I, it, they're just really impractical for Earth. But yeah. like the more I think about it, you know, even even like we're talking about the expansions in in like power armor and things like that for for soldiers. Like there's going to be environments where you just need something a lot thicker than what just normal body armor can can yeah. give you, but you want the 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 uh, finesse and 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 flexibility that something with like opposable thumbs <laughs> can give you. Yeah, mobility. Uh, so I, I would see something more in space is gonna be a bigger place to look. Uh and and a fun series that uh kind of is that weird middle ground is um if you guys have ever seen Outlaw Star. Mm. It's where uh mostly it's it's mostly like your full on big spaceships and everything, but they have um combat ones where they have like what they call them like grappler arms i think and so like basically if you ever seen like the the you know uh space shuttle has that one crane that pops stuff out of its back and everything like that basically put two of those on you got arms <laughs> arms you would use for construction suddenly have a gun and an axe <laughs> and uh it's a it's a fun crazy show um it, it very much in that trigun uh cowboy bebop flavor <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if if you haven't seen it, like those are the three cornerstones of the that late '90s anime. Definitely watch them. Um, yeah, Trigun but, is uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Outlaw Star, I think is probably could be that next step where it's uh, you know space vehicles getting arms and and ways to to move about. But I really could see, you know, that was the whole thing like with with most of the Gundam. Uh, yeah. You know, they technically started with gun tanks, right? Which is just a tank with a torso on it. Uh, and then it was, you know, the Xeon forces developed, uh, the Zaku 
on on the moon and whatnot. So, um, or, or just in space. I could be mixing up my timeline a bit. Don't hate me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like so that's where I'm like you know it t- it would take less energy to power there because you're not fighting as much gravity um, for something that is super heavy in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so that that's where I could see that the future of that going. But yeah. it's really it is really applications are way better. Yeah, for a mech than than say planet based. Yeah, even yeah, or hostile environments like you say, other planets or. Mm-hmm. And so, we're we're kind of think of uh, current times, but yeah, future. That's totally different. We get future tech. You get like say better better power. You're mm-hmm. up in space. You're you. Who knows what you're going to be meeting? Especially in Gundam, where it's uh, all of a sudden the uh, the uh, satellites. What are they? I forget what they're called. The, the colonies. Yeah, the colonies start fighting each other, and mm-hmm. yeah, you you want something that's uh, more because they want to go inside them too and walk around. Plus, so you don't you can't have just fighter planes you need both and they're they're much more makes a lot more sense in those in those those things uh yeah i was thinking more of a battletech angle but battletech i i like the fact that uh i was just reading the book called the ideal war and it's about uh thomas merrick of the free worlds league he created a knights of the inner sphere to kind of bring back some some knightly valor and some honorable to the war because uh, the clans had come in and started nuking people and fighting in cities and stuff. And they were trying to bring oh, back clans. Oh yeah. The clans ruin everything. So they were trying to bring back a civilized, civilized war because it used to, after the fall of the star league, it was, you had mechs and they were surrogates for war. You had a few dozen mech warriors fighting it out to die and saving population, saving millions dying in total war. So I could see it, that that's another thing. It's it's um mm-hmm. uh, robot jocks is the same idea. The movie robot jocks yeah. where it's just it's a, a surrogate for fighting, and you want it to be. They already have robot wars, like the robots fighting each other. So uh-huh. if you just scale it up and scale it up, and eventually people get sick of actual war, maybe that'd be an alternative. Is a uh, is surrogate war, and you got to make it entertaining. So might as well have big giant ro- robots fighting each other, right? <laughs> right. I'd be down for that. So I can see that more. Yeah, I, I like the idea of fighting in space. I think robots work in like suits work in space and that'd be another reason you probably want uh piloted mechs in space too because the distances you're not gonna mm-hmm. like the leg on on the, the leg on telling rover to do something on mars is huge but <laughs> right. if you gotta you need a pilot in those suits and be able to uh to think on his feet so i can see that a lot more that's see We're, it's not oh it's not over maybe over for us we'll never see this but yeah, we the, might not see it but, but Far future, future generations yeah, when right. they discover these things called podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Please remember us. We never got to remember. see mech fights in real life. What, what was it? Was it opportunity? Mech fights in real life. Uh, <laughs> what, was it opportunity that recently powered down on Mars? Uh, yeah. Was that the one? Yeah, I think so. I think it's so. One of, it's one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Man, that little guy kept going. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. We'll be back for you, buddy. I mean, if we take a, a, a look at a tactical standpoint, then with mechs versus tanks. I mean, now you're talking about. <laughs> we forgot about tanks for a while. <laughs> well, no, but now you're looking at a silhouette. I mean, you're just. I mean, I, when I say will they replace tanks, I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are mechs the next war machine? Yeah, because yeah, tanks are already gone. It's now Hummers yeah. with machine guns on top. That's. That's the new tank, like yeah. Tanks are phasing out too. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's no reason for a tank. You're not you're not having the battle the battle the bulge or battle of uh, Stalingrad or any of those huge ones where it's just thousands of tanks running yeah. at each other. This doesn't yeah. happen anymore. You want mobile people moving around, and I think mechs actually work better for mobile than tanks do because, like I say, you can crouch, you can hide, you can. Well, that's the thing, though. But you're still tank. your silhouette is big, whereas yeah. your tank is low, so your silhouette is not. Better than a tank, but I think you can move around around a lot better than a tank. A tank can't well, climb a mountain. A tank, you know, like to a point, you can. No, not really. You you hit any kind of bad ground, a tank's a pretty tank, screwed. But a tank will go faster on open ground. Will it though? Not not compared to uh to mechwire vehicles. Like a locust is freaking fast. <laughs> and uh, even even those uh, the powered armor they're making for the soldiers, it's increasing their speed by quite a bit by having the the powered muscles and all that stuff. Well, did, and also, did you see recently they had that discovery of uh, it's pretty much myomar uh, fiber where you it's a so it looks like a piece of muscle that it's a 
I don't even know what it's made out of, but you add electricity to it and it, uh, mm, it I had tightens up and stuff. Like that's exactly what yeah. you need for that. Like it's, it's the technology's coming towards it. It just, is it going to be used for it? That's the question. Or is it yeah. practical for, for where the way weapons are moving forward too? But, but like uh, you say that, I mean, there's always that, that fear certain, factor. I, I still think <laughs> mobility wise, they might be just a little bit faster. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I think I, I could, yeah. they're definitely easier to transport. I, I don't I don't see uh, tanks being phased like like in that same kind of vein. Like you look at OHMS team, right? Yeah. Uh, it was never just the Gundams by themselves. They had like a support team that was in like a tank like vehicle. Yeah. Sure. Same um, in Gen like they, in Gen like they did the same. Thing. And BattleTech they yeah. did too. Yeah. There's it's always I, I, combined forces. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, a tank is a great, you know, powerful armed. Like, like, so it's a mobile weapon. Yeah. It, once again, that's even less. That's even more of a one-trick pony. You got one big gun. You're, that's all you're doing is shooting things. At least a mech, you could throw in different weapon systems and. Like you can do the same to a tank. Yeah, in the grand it's, it's all about space right. and energy. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it it, it will. I, I see it as being like what what are what are the requirements of your operation. Is it something where okay, we need five guys to go in, uh, you know, very covert, very light? Uh, is it an operation where you're expecting resistance? Okay, you're you know probably bringing a tank or two to really you know flex your might, and you know that that definitely puts the fear of God in a lot of people. Well, I imagine. Yeah. And uh, and and then it's like okay, you're expecting heavy like tank resistance. Okay, now let's bring our stompy robot. Because he can just stomp on them, or dodge out of the way, or you know, to, yeah, uh, mobility. I think, yeah. Uh, also, think of uh, Pat Labor, where they're they're the police, mm. really. So imagine yeah. that you have you have you have some kind of rights in the streets. You walk out of a you know twenty foot tall mech, you're you're most likely going to disperse pretty quick. I think that just the once again, it's intimidation factor. It mm. may not be the most effective thing. But it is something that's going to be like, oh my god, that thing can just and stomp us. The city takes so much more damage. Than <laughs> wow, it's a, they're the, but they're staying in the streets. They're not. It's not going to be mech on mech fighting. It's going to be them preventing right, right. other people. Uh, yeah, there's a reason that uh, you know people used elephants in war and things. It's it wasn't because they were effective. It was because they were scary as hell. This is true. Because they were really hard to turn around once you sent them going. Well, <laughs> it's not like, yeah. It's, and once again, it's an easy target. But when you have a, a herd of elephants running at you, you're most likely going to run away. So if you get a herd <laughs> of uh, mechs running at you, it might be a deterrent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a question is, wh- where are they fighting? Why are they fighting? And, and, and like, I what think... What are we it, fighting for? The current uh, environment, I don't think a mech is very useful. It's just, it's, it's just a human's going to do a better job because you're going to yeah. go room to room here. Or, or, or a drone, like you were saying. Yeah. I think drone combat is something that uh, the the 80s and the 90s didn't really predict too no, well. No. And then, uh, I mean, like the one of the times I remember is Macross Plus. Shadowrun got thing. it right. Shadowrun, yeah. yeah. Shadowrun got it right. Uh, but in Macross Plus, the big thing there is they've got, oh, you know, we've, we've been testing out these two jet designs to replace all of our, our VF1s and whatever. Um, but we, you know, we're going to test out this drone one too that's not piloted at all. And what do you know? It's super good at its job. <laughs> but it's always open to hacking or whatever, those kind of things too, right? Or, yeah, sing, giant singing robots. You know. Well, that too. Or uh, hacking into their system, hypnotizing people. Radio jamming, you know. I mean, just or or like in uh, Pacific Rim, you, you don't want drones because they get taken over by the uh, the monster. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Oh, uprising! You were you were silly. Uh, speaking of Pacific Rim, though, that that's another. It matters why you need a mech, but you're mm-hmm. gi- you're fighting a giant uh, monster. You might want a mech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something you can go toe to toe with it. So we we need to prepare for the day 
that uh, we get interdimensional monsters coming to destroy when us. The kaiju, when the kaiju come. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro has seen the future. Yeah, he's a prophet for our times, people. <laughs> we must listen to... The prophet Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> Along with all of the vampires that are going to take over the world. Well, oh, that's already happened. <laughs> you just don't know it. Mechs, mechs versus vampires. I want to see that. <laughs> so, I guess to conclude... At this point, mechs are not a viable function and no. probably would not replace the tank. But they not out on Earth. They can um, walk upstairs, yeah. though. Tanks can't walk upstairs. They can, they can, they can drive upstairs. <laughs> After a really big stairs. <laughs> yeah, you make, you make some steps that are specifically designed for mecha. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... This is not a tank-accessible ac- stairway. But in the future, possibly. I mean, still, it's still iffy to think, you know. I can see the uh, Genlock, uh, not the actual Genlocks, but the their support tank, their their support mechs. Yes, they're a lot more likely. They they look, they're just like higher. They have better view of the the land where they're a little higher up. Good mobility, and uh, they just got big guns on their sides. Or yeah. like the um. What was the basic unit in uh, Iron Blooded Orphans uh, that they they start out with? They're basically like little little tanks, but they they you know have like arms on them and stuff. Yeah, like that's that's probably the next step up after after we resolve our power armor. It's like okay, we have slightly more compact tanks. Yeah, um, or even like um, they have arms. Yeah, Ghost, and Ghost in the Shell, the giant mech. Mm, will we'll only come out into fruition depending on <laughs> what timeline we're on. <laughs> well, no, or what, necessity. What, what, yeah, out of necessity, you know, if giant monsters yeah. happen. Or then, like yeah. space. I think you're you're already seeing, um, like 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 you said, the Canada arm in the uh, in the space station. It's that kind of stuff. Where in space, you it's not going to be necessarily for warfare, but it, if there was a war, you would modify it. It but, would it would get repurposed. For yeah, sure. but like you say, even the, uh, the Gundam balls. Those things were there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they started off as construction vehicles, and oh, then yeah. they, they started putting guns on them. You know, like <laughs> yeah, which was a great plan. <laughs> I love those things. They're so cute. They're way better than Haru. Balls even, for life. Even a certain transformer started as a miner. <laughs> a, a little kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> a miner, not a miner. <laughs> Well, that, that's a whole other conversation. Are Transformers viable? <laughs> so, Living robots? We're on our way. We're on our way. All right. I thought that was very interesting. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fun to think about and, you know, piece together with what we have in the world to be able to make it viable as a, a war machine, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the future is a brave new world. But Definitely. I'm telling you right now, within 10 years, I will see mechs for construction. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't doubt that that's going to happen. I think mechs practical, uh, uh, practical use right now is better for engineering than warfare. Might be more. Might be more like the like Brian said, the gun tank where it's tracked, but you're going to have arms. You're going to be able to lift up mm-hmm. things and yeah. put put it into place. Because yeah, it's just we'll see. China, China will be the place to do it. I'm sure because they construct so much <laughs> stuff. But or yeah, well they're already talking about uh, flying. Um, <laughs> uh, like fire engines because they have so many high rises. Oh yeah, they want they they have like designs for flying fire engines and stuff like that, which it's similar idea. So we'll see. Right. Anti gravity is what we need. There you go. All right, so that was a good talk. Yes. Yeah. Let's move on to Exil. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. get out of here. We'll we'll have to prepare for the the. We only have a couple of weeks to prepare for the next one, so we can't use all our good topics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's exfil out of here. All right, guys, it's time for the exfil. I'm going to finish up another episode of Mobile Armor Radio. Uh, as always, as always, I don't know. I as always. As always, we don't know how to end the show. Exactly. <laughs> As always, you can go to the Mobile Armor Radio Kickstarter page. Or Kickstarter. Oh, jeez, I wish. Uh, no, o- Mobile Armor Radio <laughs> Facebook page. As always, we make up stuff. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna, gonna kickstart a Mobile Armor Radio podcast. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Facebook page, 
And we're also on Twitter, which is M Armor Radio, I believe. And come join our Discord. Discord, I, I try to kind of cover some of the stuff we put on Kickstarter because there's guys who aren't on Kickstarter. Why I keep saying that? <laughs> Facebook. Got it on the brain. Man. I do. I, I've gotten so got many Kickstarters. So I know. Uh, Facebook. So a lot of people aren't on Facebook. So that's what Discord kind of covers some yeah. of that. So we get to post some pictures up there and have discussions. Yeah. And you can, yeah, I, I find you I have, have more chat. Posting. I have to be more better at putting pictures yeah. in Discord too. Yeah, you can have more of a chat yeah. about stuff. Like I find you get you kind of get lost in the in the comments on Facebook because they're not linear. Like you can have there's like nesting comments, so you don't. Oh read. yeah. Whereas in the chat in uh, Discord, it's it's linear, so you just read the whole chat. So I think it, it works a lot better. <laughs> just read the whole thing, everybody. Plus, uh, yeah, there's uh, lots of fun things on Discord, and yeah. uh, and we'll be posting the rules up for Mexone 3.0. Yep. Nice. If you're in the Chicagoland area and you haven't been, go to Mitsua. Yes. <laughs> Especially and, if you're a Gundam fan. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Try out Giga Robo. It looks fun. I haven't played it yet, but I'll let you know. Are they Are they in the Chicago area also? I think they are, actually. Everything's in Chicago. Well, that's that's the, cool. That's the side of the universe. It seems like <laughs> it. Uh, we'll get some Alpha Strike underneath their wings, get some more Cav going on. So many mech things to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other Brian wanted to do like a play-by-mail kind of thing, so we'll see if that pans out. I don't yeah, know I how that's going to He's got to work out the bugs for that. Yeah. <laughs> like I and said, it, it'd be much easier to do over Skype with a webcam, but yeah, play-by-mail is kind of <laughs> weird. What is this? The... Night, night to A4? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll send him back my reply in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we, living in the uh, 50s? <laughs> the 1850s. Yeah. Anyway. Play by, play by uh, what's the uh, Morse code? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Telegram. It. Telegram, that's it. We can do it. So, all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to Mobile Arm Radio. I've been Chopper. I've been Brian. I'm still Rob. And we will see you next month, May 1st. Yeah, we won't screw this yeah. one up. Yeah. Should be back on track by then. It was an April Fool's joke that we took a week off. That's right. It, it, it just lasted too long and was no longer funny. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still funny. I <laughs> I think we done. I think we're actually very. I'm gonna toot our own horn here, and I think for the fact that we were late and everything, we still are coming out fairly on time. Yeah, as long as as long as Rob can get it. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. Up. Thanks, thanks, Pat. <laughs> I think I think Rob is an excellent editor. No pressure. Well, uh, this one's easy because it's uh, it's. You know, click, click, and boom. Yeah, we're not too bad. We don't go on tangents like some of my other podcasts with some of my other <laughs> podcasts hosts. So we're solid here, I think. And uh, this one, we're actually even a little bit more solid than before. We were actually kind of. This might be our shortest podcast. I don't think really? so. I think I think we we prattled on enough. Oh, okay. I feel, I feel like we talked for quite a bit, but it could be. Who knows? Well, we'll only know in the edit, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right, guys, we will see you next month. Stay tuned. Uh, keep playing robots. We will see you then. Yep. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.